Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hi, Ben. All right, not sure why you guys are sounding like that today, but we are excited. (laughs) for another fantastic episode Mm. of Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. In just a moment, we're going to go on to Florida. We're going to discuss the ding-dong state. There was a bunch of books for education, Mm. and Florida said, we don't want those. Get them out. We're going to talk a little (laughs) bit about what's going on regarding DeSantis, Florida, and gerrymandering as well. Believe it or not, they gave the governor (laughs) all the power in the world. To crack and stack his state in favor of his political gain. But before we get to all of that, plus some Ohio news, let's start with the small business. Mm -hmm. Small businesses, we defend them. We are one and we love them. Etsy. Right. A lot of people work on Etsy or a lot of people uh, put the things that they work on on Etsy, Mm -hmm. which is a platform. And then someone can say, I really love that. I don't know, knit condom. And then you can go and you can <laughs> buy said knit condom for 20 bucks. And Etsy, as a provider of the platform, they take a little bit of cash. A little bit. Of, They're right. getting a little bit greedy. However, Uh-oh. they were taking about 5%. And now, effective April 11th, they are taking 6.5%. Because of this, a lot of small business owners who um, provide their goods to Etsy are going on strike so what do you guys think as far as I love Etsy? I love their I love that it's direct to consumer. It's uh what we love so much about podcasting. Mm-hmm. This is one of the benefits of the internet. Mm. Do they really need to be taking more from people who make a bunch of or a, a, hopefully some money stenciling? Mm, they definitely do not need to be taking more because this isn't like this isn't Amazon. This isn't like eBay's a marketplace where right. they bring an, a product in and then ship it out to you. Etsy's you're doing this all on your own. You're you're creating the product. You're taking the pictures. You're doing all the marketing, mm-hmm. and then you're the one mailing it out. What do you, what do they need that extra one per one point five percent? And the you know the the profit margins are like minimal on this. If you're selling a hat for twenty dollars or the knit condom for twenty dollars, <laughs> I mean, really, how much are you genuinely making with labor and materials and shipping? Well, and 
It depends how cozy that knit condom is, which I realize it's just a little hat for your penis. Oh. <laughs> it's a winter cap. Ah. Don't use it for uh, protection right, against right. disease your child. It's like buying a winter cap at extra, extra, extra small. Oh, very nice. There you go. You yeah. and I are different. Hello. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, I'm average well, at best. Uh, I bought a lot of stuff off Etsy. Not a wooden, a woolen, wooden or woolen condoms in any way. <laughs> we can just stop talking about woolen condoms or anything. It seems to be a real thing on sure. there because everyone's talking about it. By everyone, I mean you. But I have bought uh, face masks, obviously, at the height of the pandemic with special designs on them. I bought uh, earrings for uh, special friends, things like that. Um, it's a great place to go. And I think what Etsy... You know, and correct me if I'm wrong. What Etsy is really nice is when I go to Google and I'm like, I need to buy this weird uh, niche thing. Hyper specific, hyper specific. Yes. You know, uh, crab shaped mittens or something like Some, that. It's usually Etsy, eBay, or Amazon that the options pop up. And if I had mm-hmm. that option, I'd like to go to Etsy. And I like that Etsy is always up in the top realm of the search uh, engine to get the results because mm-hmm. then you know that business is going to local artists. And this is the American dream. Right. You're supposed to be able to uh, make money off of your goods and Etsy provides that platform. So we do say uh, we like the platform, Etsy. Just mm-hmm. please, God, stop messing with it and don't make it a hostile work environment. Mm-hmm. There are currently 14,000 Etsy sellers who are on strike. That began April 11th, and it will go until April 18th. This is what they said to uh, CEO Josh Silverman. They say, Etsy has become a downright hostile place for authentic small businesses to operate for both full-time and part-time sellers alike. The changes on Etsy have brought many of us to the brink of financial ruin. And let's not forget, in this late stage, crony corrupt capitalism, Mm. the idea of having a side hustle it's no longer a side hustle. It's another main hustle. Right. Mm-hmm. People have 10 different jobs now. Right. And Etsy might be the thing that was making someone's end, ends meet. Especially during the pandemic. Absolutely. Between OnlyFans and Etsy, if you didn't want to you know, show your butthole, no problems if you <laughs> did. But if this was an, another road for you to go down so you could survive what we've just been through, uh, the idea that they're going to be messing with it right now for limited corporate gain as Etsy is not doing great. I know their, their market is down. Their 46%. stocks is down. Hmm. I think Ooh. it's going down because the people who made that company, what it is just like when only fans was like, we're going to get rid of nudity. Okay. <laughs> Good right. job. That's like truth social getting rid of d- d- dumb shit comments about how Trump <laughs> is really strong and muscular. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. These people made this platform what it is, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that Etsy is making the right decision strategically for its company, nickel and diming these people. At the end of the day, the internet is still free, and there's just going to be another platform that pops up, hopefully ran better than said Truth Social. Yeah, that's kind of the the idea of the free market is that if something like Etsy goes away, then surely something else could pop up. Mm -hmm. Again, like I was talking about, though, it's a disappointment because Etsy – uh, had worked its way up. You yep. know, it's actually been so legit. It's to your point, it helps people make 
it's not just all- extra money, but potentially a living. And again, it's that idea of you are buying stuff from local artists, mm-hmm. but you're connected in a global marketplace. Right. And that's the greatest thing. You know, that's why it's always fun to go to those crafts, the, the craft stores. Oh, yeah, the craft stores. The craft stuff. And you see people and you actually have the person hand you the thing that they made. And yeah, then it's or, like there might be a little markup because the person took a lot of time and it's not mass produced by a robot that's recently been armed. <laughs> But that's what's so great about uh, commerce. Yeah, it's kind of like a, an art fair, but on the internet. Yeah. You know, when you can walk around table to table, you meet the artist. To your point, you do pay a little bit extra, but you're doing that because you're supporting the artist, not just the art. Absolutely. I mean, I understand there's overhead in running a business, and I understand things have become more expensive, but there's a, I, the last thing you should do is kind of transfer that cost onto the only reason you exist. Absolutely. That's the terrible idea. The workers, the yeah, exactly. people who are creating the products, the only reason people go to Etsy.com, it's not to hear what some weird CEO has to say. They're there to buy something for the grandmother. Yeah. And, you know, this reminds me of another CEO we covered in the last few weeks, the Applebee's. Oh, my God. It's so petty. You're just Mm -hmm. you're nickel and diming your own employees at this point. You're not even going after your customers. You're You're going after the people who make your business run. And it's done in a boardroom on a white on a whiteboard. Right. You know, that's the problem. It's all just bottom line bullshit. It's all just looking at numbers and uh, forgetting that there are human beings behind Mm -hmm. them. Data lies all the time. Numbers lie all the time. And we've just totally lost sight of like, okay, a point zero, like we're when Apple or when um, AT&T purchased, uh, when they had the large merger, Mm. basically got rid of Adult Swim Mm -hmm. because Adult Swim was just a rounding error. And they were like, well, we'll get rid of whatever, $5 million, $10 million. And they don't realize you just put X amount of people out of work. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is why, again, we're in a race to the bottom and people are suffering every day in this economy. I want to push back. The numbers don't lie. But what we can do is we can manipulate statistics and things like that to you to make the, you know, to, to make our points. Yeah. And then I'll, there's a there's a saying. And I think it was a comic book, a Joss Whedon comic book. You know, he's been canceled now, but it was a Joss Whedon comic comic book where it said uh, one murder is uh, is a tragedy. A million murders. Well, that's just statistics. Sure. And that's kind of what's happening here is he saw 5.3 million sellers and he goes, hmm, if we charge each of these 1.5 percent more, that's. $50 $50 million in our pockets. Right. I and, mean, it's like the old Mark Twain quote. There's three types of lies. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. You lie by omission. <laughs> yep. You can make your stats whatever you want them to be. Absolutely. And you create the narrative. And again, the numbers can be manipulated and dictated. Just ask everyone who works at ESPN. <laughs> Half of the job is literally they're just be like, well, he's the eighth player to have two points in the third minute of the fourth <laughs> quarter in the past 50 years. That's incredible. And he's only the 19th person to do it at the size and height that he is. Absolutely. And he's the first one to actually shart while he did it. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Not since 1945 has a man sharted that long and hard. And that was, of course, when the first white man was able to dunk a basketball. And he sharted himself immediately. <laughs> Isn't after. that incredible? Neat stat. This is according to the people who make Etsy what it is, the creators, the um, the little mini CEOs of their own companies, yeah, which is awesome. Exactly. This is what they say. After giving Etsy two years of record profits under the most difficult circumstances imaginable, again, 
said pandemic. We're tired, we're frustrated, and ready to fight for our seat at the table. So we are with you. Etsy sellers continue to fight the good fight as you are the reason that Etsy exists. And let's not forget that. Mm. That's a really good point, actually, talking about earlier how we talked about that stock price. The stock price went up during the pandemic, so it is now down 46% from where it was at its highest point, but it's still higher than it was before the pandemic. So it's more, it's just greed. Again, they were like, we made this much money. There's a re- We should keep making this much money. Yeah, Ooh. they just see it and they want to take it. And that's why trickle-down economics is one of the biggest fallacies that's ever been told. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, they're greedy. Isn't you know, that, that sad? Human nature is uh, quite greedy. Well, huh? trickle-down economics was in Reaganomics, right? Wasn't that's Reaganomics. Any, uh, former yeah. then? Of course, Reagan. It's is- also Bob Dole's current. Well, no, he's dead now. Think of another Bob old Dole. guy and then make a joke about their <laughs> dribbling penis. Well, the nice thing about Reagan was he's also the one that said ketchup was a vegetable. So there you go. <laughs> and he's right about that, isn't he? Eat your ketchup, Betsy. Oh. Even, even if the thing is, it's wrong on every level. Mm-hmm. Because ketchup, first of all, it's full of sugar. You're right. Yeah. It's all manufacturing. It's all weird. And also, tomatoes are fruits. So he is wrong on every level. Nancy, I've been wrong this entire time. (laughs) Yes, you have. Well, speaking of things that are up, opioid and overdose Uh, deaths among teens have skyrocketed due to fentanyl. This is so heartbreaking and so sad. Please, God, be freaking careful. I can't sit here and say, don't do drugs, kids. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. People have been doing drugs forever, right. and children will continue to do them. If they're uh, like me, anyway, <laughs> be safe. Right? You know, you have testing kits. You have these kinds of um, the the uh, the new technology mm-hmm. that you can use. Also, I just feel like. You know, isn't Adderall stronger than cocaine these days? <laughs> uh, well, opioid overdose deaths in adolescents rose more rapidly than in the general population between 2019 and 2021. I mean, we also had a pandemic in there, and you wonder if that increased the deaths of opioids. Opioid overdoses in teens from ages 14 to 18 increased. This number is gonna. This number is crazy by ninety four percent. Yikes! Ninety four percent, almost a hundred percent, almost com- doubling right. the amount of deaths. And I, you, you, we have to take into account, uh, you know, obviously again, yeah, the pandemic, stress, um, social media, how everyone is just trying to deal with the new reality that we currently live isolation. in. Isolation, isolation, absolutely. And it's just so freaking sad. Again, as fentanyl, we had that great conversation with the author of Fentanyl Inc. It's being created in mass in China. They know that they're sending in. They know what they're sending over here. It's almost an act of war. It comes through the southern border. And obviously, despite all of the bullshit about, oh, the border, all of this and the other, we better stop these people. Jesse Waters said they were dressed too well to come in, which is ironic yeah. and strange. What are they supposed to do? Fentanyl is getting through. Right. So all of the other bullshit, all Mm -hmm. of the other social, uh, all of the other culture war nonsense when it comes to immigration, somehow, magically, the fentanyl is getting through. Right. I almost wonder why. It's like it's a huge business Mm -hmm. and perhaps there's some more doors open when there's a lot of money on the line. So the researchers, uh, they came from many institutions. They found that adolescent fentanyl-related overdose leapt 350% over the study period. Overall, fentanyl was associated with 77% of adolescent over 
overdose deaths in 2021. If I'm a parent, the first thing I want to find in my kid's drawer is a joint. Yeah, you know, like I just or a porn magazine or a porn magazine. If you're a parent, you're like, what are these pills? And they you don't know. You don't know what's in there. Right. You don't know what it's cut with. I mean, back in our day, it would be like, hey, we had some coke. It wasn't good. It's cut with baby powder. Had to take a dump. Yeah, that was basically it. Right. It was just like, oh, it was kind of weird. It burned a little bit. A little bit of asbestos is way better than a yeah. little bit of fentanyl for me. You but. know, because <laughs> a little bit is a lot of fentanyl. We've lost a lot of uh, performers as well, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, to this. So you have to be so careful uh, in areas, of course, when it comes to um, the American Indian and Alaska natives and the Latinx communities, they have also been hit extremely mm-hmm. hard. Obviously, Again, you talk about disenfranchised um Maybe not the best economic means. Mm-hmm. Take into account no jobs whatsoever because of a pandemic, depression, and God knows it's just a lethal mix. According to the DEA, the number of forensic drug reports testing positive for fentanyl has skyrocketed from under 20,000 in 2015 to 117,000 wow. in 2020. That's so Man, much. oh, be careful. Gosh, you can have a lot of it's just the party is over sure. when, right. when you start ODing and it's just horrible. And it's not obviously no one sets out to OD on fentanyl. Right. But there might be an idea of like Pulp Fiction is kind of fun, but mm-hmm. it sucks. Right. Like if something like this happens, it's it's so traumatic and so awful. So anyway, just be super careful. Any other advice as far as I mean, what what do we because, again, the abstinence thing is just not he, how humans are unless I mean, there are people who are right. like that who's right. straight edge and all that and all good for you. Right. But at sometimes when you're a kid, someone's going to give you a pill and uh, you're going to want to be cool. Well, and that person could very well be a doctor prescribing that great pill. point. I mean, uh, that's the, what it starts with. Right. The most heartbreaking thing for me is, you know, this was a problem when I ran for governor of Ohio in 2018. It was we were number two in the nation only to West Virginia. Oh. And the reason for that is because the opioid crisis. Really? Ohio was the Ohio Valley it's it's bad, along the Ohio bad. River. Wow. Uh, check out the book Dreamland, which mm-hmm. kind of covers mm. it. And it, it again, it started with the the Sacklers, uh, Cardinal mm-hmm. Purdue, putting all the opioid yep. pills over prescribing. Uh, I mean, in 2018, I actually went to a, a funeral or a, a shiva for a Jewish friend that I had played high school football with. Ugh. How did he eventually die from opioids? It's because he hurt his knee so much oh. in high school. That's when mm-hmm. they first started giving him the pills in the f- early 2000s. So it's heartbreaking to see this problem that it was already such a big problem in 2018. And obviously we were we were all uh, uh, lied to about opioids we for the longest time. Opioids, but we were also obviously we had other problems happening since 2018 and 2019. The pandemic sure. was very, very big. And so Maybe we lost sight of lost what was sight going of this. on. It here. wasn't in the news as much, although then, of course, as you pointed out, we saw people were still dying from opioids um, in, in as equal numbers during the pandemic. And it's because of that isolation, yep. all of those factors. Again, the heartbreaking thing for me is, as you said, you know, you wish you could find a a joint in your kid's drawer. If marijuana is legal or Mm -hmm. more accessible Mm -hmm. medically in any Mm -hmm. of these states with opioid problems, you look at Colorado, Washington, or some of the main ones, the opioid deaths are cut by 25%. And it's not nearly enough, but 
you know, I think about a state of, like Ohio where medical marijuana is hard to get and legal marijuana ain't happening anytime soon, according to the Republicans in charge. And so your heart breaks for places like West Virginia and Ohio and all these kids who are, again, probably not necessarily addicted to something by their own fault. Right. And then what happens is, at least with the fentanyl. In the Ohio Valley, once the opioids started being prescribed less by the doctors, right. that's when the drug cartels came yep. in. And that's when the fentanyl and other very strange addictive drugs started to flow. And God forbid you lose your health care. And the next thing you know, you can't get affordable prescriptions. And next thing you and know. And then boom, you're out there. And then you're in the jail market. potentially right. for committing crimes. It's it's a brutal system. It really, it really is. I what I would say is, I mean, at least in the adults in your life, uh, the same way maybe you want to get STDs tested if you're having, you know, sex as a sexually active adult. Maybe you want to get a fentanyl test kit if you are engaging in these types of drugs just for your safety. You because should. Because we lost, I mean, we lost Mac Miller to this. There mm. was a guy who who uh, who had understood his drug well, use. Mac Miller, Prince, Tom Petty. Right. I mean, the list goes on right. and these on. Are people, and these are people that had people and people and people checking on them, right. uh, you know, very controlled situations. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these are rich people. If this can happen to them, it can happen to anyone. I think Absolutely. we mentioned it too on this show. There was a situation where some comedians out in Venice yeah. had gotten a bad batch. And mm -hmm. um, I believe three of the comedians out of the four who used that night uh, passed away. I mean, it's, it's just, just brutal. And you wonder why we can't trust what we hear from these large corporations or the government reefer madness at no point is it opioid madness which is exactly what it truly is as pfizer and uh you know big pharma moderna make 10 billion a week and i'm not against rational medication i do no, well and alexapro i take small doses it is a positive mood stabilizer mm -hmm. for me because i was having immense amounts of panic attacks <laughs> that being said that doesn't mean um i also like to have some beer it doesn't mean that i'm mainlining you know ethanol Right. right, right, you know, right. and there needs to be some nuance in this conversation, uh, probably better than the ones I just provided. But the Commonwealth Fund, uh, they say urgent action is needed to address America's spiraling overdose crisis, including expanding the opioid addiction treatment and investing in harm reduction. Mm -hmm. But these life saving tools continue to be underutilized as resistance remains strong in many areas of the country. And I can't imagine the resistance is strong from the people. Absolutely right. not. Because it's the people like, you know, we talk about, you know, you, you know, the people out in like the bayou and those just those areas that are kind of forgotten parts of America. Mm -hmm. They're getting devastated. I'm sure that they would like something to be done. Yeah. And you think about all these funds, especially COVID. And funds. again, when it comes to think, I'm sorry to interrupt, but when it comes to things being done, I'm not saying incarceration. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what, exactly what I was about to get to is you think about all these COVID funds like we covered uh, the other week being used for more uh, for police departments, for more right. enforcement purposes. And that's really not how this problem works. Mm -hmm. You're not always just chasing down the drug dealers. I mean, the, like right. you said, the drugs are getting through. It's very tiny to get it through. And drug cartels have been doing this for decades. So they're going to continue to get it through. The sad thing is more taxpayer dollars instead of enforcement should and could be going to rehab Things like that. Stopping it at the source, too, by not prescribing opioids. If, yeah. I mean, I, I forget who it was. It was one of my friends. They were always in the hospital. Mm. But I remember they asked not to get any opioids, and the doctor gave him a buttload. I believe it may have been our boy, Eddie. And mm. then he had to wean himself off because of the hernia. Yeesh. And uh, yep. he was like, man, I'm getting – like, it, thank God he was old enough and smart enough and probably has done enough 
uh, drugs to be like, this is not how this it's supposed to be. Yeah, I feel like a zombie. System. This is a bad you know, sport system. Right. All these factors that play into addiction and play into these people's lives that other people may not have. That In my understanding of the opioid addiction, it's freaking gnarly. Right. It just seems sad. Like, yeah. I know it's a little bit different, but with heroin... Uh, no one will have that's an opioid. That's an opioid. That's an opioid as well. Heroin, the poppy, and all that yeah. stuff. Um, Lewis Black was telling a story, and uh, he was taught. He was asked about Mitch Hedberg, mm. and the person was like, "What about Mitch? You ever hang out?" And Lewis Black was like, "You know, we would go to the show, and then he would just go to his hotel room, do a bunch of heroin, and, and stay there. Like you don't part. You don't. Right. He wasn't partying. It's right. not a social drug. It's not social, and it's just you sit there and you suffer in silence, and it's really brutal. And, um. It's uh, the fact that these, you know, massive corporations knowingly uh, allow for this to be a possible outcome so they can continue to sell as many opioids as possible, knowing that they're getting people hooked. It's absolutely uh, disgusting. So apparently, what is it? What's the what's the name of the uh, thing you're supposed to take? Narcan. Narcan. N- knock, yeah, knock, naloxone. Well, uh, I can't say naloxone. It. You know, a lot yeah. of county sheriff's departments or or city police departments were starting to stock up on that because yeah. there were so many overdoses in their precincts. Hopefully but no even one, that, no. uh, you know, it's like I don't. I, even that news has kind of gone away. Where it's like, how are they treating this anymore? Because then also it's like, again, as we we spoke on a a Patreon episode with a a defense attorney, when you're a hammer, all the world is a nail. Right, right. And our justice department, our our injustice system, they they are a hammer. And I just don't think, you know, these are not. uh, They see addiction as a crime. And that's exactly. the whole problem. Addiction is not a crime. It's a social issue. It's a right. disease. It's, yeah. Nonviolent drug offenders no, that, should not be behind bars. Absolutely. They should be in treatment. And that being said, I'm sure there are just countless people, um, EMTs and officers who have saved lives because of the use of these life-saving um, uh, tools. And right. you know, so I'm sure that's been fantastic, but we just need more of it. Yeah, I guess uh, so. learn Narcan. I, I'm sure I think it's publicly accessible. So if you have you know a person in your life that you worry about this, get Narcan, Narcan. and learn how to use it and watch for the signs. Narcan I mean, also sounds like a cool supervillain. <laughs> sounds like someone who steals all the pennies. <laughs> no, he saves lives. Then. He saves lives. He Narcan's saves lives. a supervillain. He steals all the pennies from the bank. <laughs> it's me. You can, you'll never have exact change again. <laughs> Narcan has struck. He's a hero, not a heroine. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
All right. Well, speaking of villains, Governor DeSantis gave him a little bit of uh, of encouragement on the last episode because of the fatherhood bill. Well, we that quickly evaporated. So Florida Governor DeSantis, he has now been given power to gerrymander his state's electoral map. This is going to give of the 28 congressional districts, 20 of them will lean Republican mm. and eight will lean Democrat. Again, is that proper representation under the law? And I would say it is not. Not. I am shocked that Florida is going to allow the governor to do this. It reminds me of what happened in Georgia with Brian Kemp purging the voter rolls. Believe it or not, it's a hell of a lot easier to get elected when everyone that doesn't like you isn't allowed to vote. <laughs> right. Yes. And of course, this tacks on to our conversation with Katie Shanahan yes. that we had the other week. I mean, every state, again, has their own system. The best states for redistricting are obviously the ones with independent nonpartisan commissions. They have map experts. It's all more expertise. The problem is the majority of our states, including Florida, is left up to partisan politicians. And they're Ugh. always going to side with their party. Believe it or not. And their friends who they want to keep in office. Absolutely. And just to make this even more disgusting, there are two congressional districts with sizable non-white populations. One of those is Florida's Fifth Congressional District, which stretches from Jacksonville to Tallahassee, where FSU is. Oh, yeah. Seminoles. 46 percent uh, are black, represented by Al Lawson, a black Democrat. He also targeted the state's 10th congressional district, which is majority non-white and is represented by Val Demings, another black Democrat. So the Florida legislator is caving to the intimidation of DeSantis and his desire to create additional Republican seats in Congress by eliminating minority access districts. That is according to Lawson. I just don't understand how this is constitutional, and I don't understand why we don't have individual committees drawing this out. Speaking of math and speaking of numbers, just in a way that is completely apolitical and doesn't even take into account um, race or things like that, because as we know, we also fund education through municipality. Mm -hmm. So you have these, why are like in poor areas, why, why are the schools poorer? It should all be done via state. Like all of that should be, you know, allocated equally throughout mm -hmm. the schools. Anyway, it should be done mathematically like a pizza. Like you said, like a pizza hut pizza. How many people like the Bigfoot it? pizza? Yep. That's my Bigfoot <laughs> pizza plan. Yeah, I've been yep. I've been talking about that for years. The downside is, is the guy making the pizza is the guy who's in charge of the entire political apparatus already. And That's that the problem. Generally how it is in every not every single state, but the majority of states like we covered with uh, with Katie Shanahan. This is just more egregious cracking and packing. Yep. As it's called where you you know how people vote. I mean it's very scientific now. Speaking of math. Mm -hmm. uh, Speaking is, of math. Oh, I love is, math. It's just very mathematic how it should work and therefore it's very mathematic with people manipulating it to work in their favor. All right. Well, speaking of math and staying in Florida, Senate Bill 1048. Now, this bill basically rejected a whole bunch of books that were going to go to students from 2022 to 2023 um, I, because they they thought that they were too, they, I don't know, they didn't like them because they, <laughs> they thought that they were, they were woke. They were indoctrinating. The, the math ben. was woke because mm -hmm. 
I just remember math mostly. Books are woke. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on in this country right you now, know, where think, math has now been politicized to the point where we have to reject most of the books. This is according to the edu- uh, Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran. He said of the FDLE, that's the Florida Department of Education, they rejected 54 of the 132 submitted books, 41 of them over their alleged, quote, indoctrination and similarities to curriculum previously banned when Florida ended its use of Common Core. Now, I'm not a Common Core fan. Mm. However, this is not the answer. Of books submitted, 71% of books for grades K through 5 were rejected. Now, one of the reasons is because they don't want kids to learn SEL. Now, that is social and emotional learning. I can't, for the life of me, figure out what's wrong with this. Uh, Basically, SEL teaches self-awareness, self-management, responsible decision-making, relationship skills, and social awareness. All of those things I want to be if they have to be indoctrinated into our children, isn't that called education? <laughs> yeah, right. That's a very fine line between educating and indoctrinating. What are they talking about? It's interesting that they they that they're saying this is in math books. I still don't fully understand how this SEL has anything to do with math, or if they are just see, seeing what they want to see. Bobby is blowing eight dudes oh, right no, now. No, no. Bobby blows eight dudes. <laughs> right. One of the dudes goes away, right? Because uh-huh. he came, right? <laughs> okay. And then how many dudes does Bobby have to blow still? It's probably a whole line outside. A- no, you're being ab- no, man. You're being too abstract with it. Seven. <laughs> okay. Susie has five rights. DeSantis yes. takes away three of her rights. How many does she have yeah. left? How many rights does Susie have left? Zero rights. <laughs> yeah. Zero rights. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to see the projection. Mm. Talking about, yes. oh, we don't want to be indoctrinated. And meanwhile, you have right. just cut over half of the books yeah. or nearly half of the books that were submitted it's indoctr- to educate it's our indoctrination, children. indoctrination uh, without indoctrination. And I really can't <sighs> imagine that the people who are writing these books are like so cool. Right. Like they oh, are yeah. just like, I- chapter seven, ayahuasca. Why? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Chapter three, the and number Tifa 69, yeah. and why it will be funny for the rest of your life. <laughs> so 78 of the 132 books will be included. Uh, 21% are not included to the adopted list because they were teaching the uh, the CRT, critical race theory. Uh, 9% are not included on the adopted list because they do not properly align to the BEST standards. Best standards. The best standards. <laughs> and 11% are not included because they don't align with the best standards and incorporate prohibited topics or unsolicited strategies, hmm. including CRT. Wow. So From K K through kindergarten through five, 71% of the uh, books were rejected. From sixth grade to eighth grade, 20%. And then, God forbid, the kids start to learn from freshman year to senior year, 35% of the materials were rejected. Uh, because, God forbid, anyone learn the history of this country or kind of learn how to do math. I wish they would learn how to do taxes. That would be nice. That's well, math. Th- that's math. Man. All it's right. Critical. There that's you a go. little bit of critical, critical math. Yeah. Critical math, math theory. My issue here is that these kids aren't going to learn it in school. They're going to learn it somewhere else. They're going to learn it on TikTok, on the streets. They're oh going to learn gosh. it all wrong. Or Sesame Street. I learned a lot from that. <laughs> but that's good. Sesame Street, good. Yeah. It's, but it, it's, guess what? It's CRT and it's uh, SEL and all those crazy acronyms. I just, the C- D-E-S-T. I thought Melania even <laughs> want us to be best i mean what are we keeping kids from being best good grief don't get me started 
speaking of um, the right to have children or not mm-hmm. uh, and rights, Governor Ron DeSantis again. Oh, uh, three times. He, we're talking show. about and last week, too. He's been busy. <laughs> it's almost like he's planning on running for president. Oh. On Thursday, he signed a 15-week abortion ban that does not include exceptions for incest, rape, or human trafficking. What? Wow. DeSantis said in an event at the marking of the bill signing, he says, we're here to protect life. We're here to defend those who can't defend themselves. You know, like someone who was raped or human trafficked or a victim of incest. Right. Uh, DeSantis. So this is, he, he's like, Governor Abbott, hold my beer. Oh, right. right. You thought right. that Texas was crazy. We're going, we're going Florida nuts. Abbott right. rolled so DeSantis could run. I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny in multiple ways. Yes, it really is. Oh, man. So DeSantis indicated that he would sign the bill uh, as it went through the legislature. And uh, both bills are, of course, directly at odds with the landmark Roe v. Wade decision from 1973. I'm assuming this will end up going to the courts. And in that case, with someone like Amy Coney Barrett, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Well... This is a conservative court, and I think they very well might side with DeSantis. And it's highlighted stuff that we've talked about for months and months now, mm-hmm. um, specifically since Amy Coney Barrett got on the Supreme Court. There's almost a competition among these right. conservative states that have Republican-run state legislatures from Texas to Alabama to Mississippi to now Oklahoma mm-hmm. and Tennessee and Florida and then Ohio. Um, they're all in a competition to get to the Supreme Court first to eventually get Roe v. Wade overturned. Every single one of these states wants to have their state be that landmark case. Yeah. The bill comes uh, just one day after the Kentucky state legislator overrode a veto by Democratic Governor Andy Bashir of a bill that similarly banned abortions after 15 weeks. Now, obviously, I don't have what it takes to get an abortion, but my understanding is 15 weeks, many people don't even know they're pregnant. Don't even know. And it's just such a power grab. And this is not about defending life. Otherwise, at the very least, they would have put a caveat for human trafficking, rape, and incest in there. Right. Uh, It's just another example of how dangerous these people are once they get in power and how willing they are and what they're willing to do to solidify that power. So in Florida, he's going to, DeSantis will have always a legislator in his favor Mm -hmm. and he's going to have complete control over the education system. I'm just going to say they're brainwashing the children. Lie by omission is still a lie. Absolutely. Right. And so you wonder why we're going to get a bunch of kids out there. And all of a sudden they're like, wait, what, what's going on? And then they get hit with a ton of bricks when they're 18 years old and realize what the harsh reality of life is after they didn't get an education whatsoever. It's nefarious to the point where do they just really want to keep us dumb? Is that like, is it that That, bad now where they want to keep us dumb and keep us fat, keep us, you know, going, having to go to Walmart, having to work at Walmart and then having to get food stamps because we can only shop at Walmart because we don't make enough money. And then God forbid you have an Etsy on the side. Now that's getting purged. It's just, come on. And while you're on food stamps, why don't we talk about how they're cutting those programs, too? Yeah, that's right. So right now, what's going on in states, uh, states are scaling back their food stamps benefits as prices soar. This is, again, month by month, more than 40 million Americans uh, get help buying groceries through federal food stamps. 
My little brother, uh, when he was in Wisconsin with Badger Care, uh, they were really good. He would get a small stipend. Now that he moved to Texas, obviously that's gone away. And thank God I'm able to help him out. But how many families don't have someone as blessed as I am right now? Um, and then if you look at the people who need food stamps the most, SNAP benefits, yes, of course, there's always, we've all been in line and we've seen a person try to buy cigarettes with food stamps and maybe right. they can't. Try to uh, buy weed in New Mexico with food stamps. Sure, right, I got it. Great. <laughs> Understand there's going to be some scammers out there. Right. But we have to think about the children, mm-hmm. the kids who truly benefit from food stamps the most, especially now as inflation has gone through the freaking roof. And I shop for myself. Now, granted, I probably, probably get double just because I'm so big. <laughs> but it's easily $80 every time I go to the grocery store. Right. Imagine oh, if yeah. you have a family of five, you're spending 400 bucks easy. Yeah. I mean, prices are through the roof anyway because of inflation. So, again, it's just like Etsy. Why take 1.5% extra? Hey, Applebee's, why are you trying to squeeze out your employees mm-hmm. and the people that work there even more? To this point, hey, government, why are you trying to squeeze out the small bit of benefits that people get, the poorest of the poor in this country, Also, to eat food? Also, when you're forcing them to follow through with pregnancies. Absolutely. So exactly. Is, why do we live in this world? It's, so it's by design. It's got to be by design. I mean, eventually, like you said, keep you dumb, keep you poor, keep you busy, keep it you not voting, yep. keep it hard for you to vote. Keep it hard for you to rise above so they can just keep ruling over you. It's pretty atrocious. It really is, man. And it's a disgusting perversion of what this Democratic Republic is supposed to be. Uh, The extra benefits were there to help out families, obviously, as Mm -hmm. prices are skyrocketing. Recipients receive at least $95 per month under the program. But some individuals and families typically eligible for only small benefits can get hundreds of dollars in extra payments uh, no longer. So it is... um, It is, uh, according to Tara Kramer, 45 years old out of Des Moines, the decision by Governor uh, Kim Reynolds, I thought, now, is this a gal? Kim Reynolds? Yes. Mm. Iowa? Yep. She she gave the the response to Joe Biden's State of the Union. Say they're just as evil as us. Isn't that great Mm. as us men? Isn't that great? Uh, (laughs) So they uh, ended the emergency payment starting April 1st. Wow. That was... uh, so Tara Kramer, she says that was her monthly SNAP benefit plunged from $250 in March. And guess what she gets now? $20. Wow. Yikes. So you can buy a potato with that. I mean, uh, she has a genetic disorder that can cause intense pain. She said the extra money enabled her to buy healthier food that made her feel better. Uh, this is what she said. She says, my heart sank. All the memories from before the emergency allotment came rushing back. Again, they already have. Our money. Right. I don't, we spend so much on horrible shit. Give Tara Kramer a little bit of cash. She's right. going to need it. She needs it. That's, and that's what the government, I, I would just rather have them spending it on her than spending it on drones or robot dogs with guns. Uh, uh, real. Well, that's a real thing. I come. For, I came from a community where a lot of people were on welfare, where a lot of people were on WIC, where a lot of people were on yep. SNAP. My family, growing up, was on welfare. I also love the names WIC, SNAP. Yeah, and like they're, they're cool acronyms. Bit, you know, they're kind of fun. But, <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the belief that they're, all these people are stealing. I, I literally saw maybe one time someone sell food stamps and they sold the food stamps so they could buy, they could pay a bill. So it wasn't even like they were trying right. to buy beer. Right. With, you know, they literally were like, I just need to pay my electricity. I will sell you $50. You know, yeah. it's so it this is this. 
this is the small little lifts that people need that make their lives livable. Right. It's and like, if you take away these these small little ledges, they will literally just fall. And that's what people end up on the streets and how they end up homeless and how they end up, you know, not being able to treat their diseases. Mm-hmm. So, They're trying to squeeze extra water from a rock that they just can't get it out. And again, when we talk about numbers lie, well, I, at least I believe that's what I said, <laughs> which I'm going to stand by. Um, the unemployment rate in the U.S. has dropped to 3.6%. Hmm. Okay, but that's offset by an increase of 8.5% in inflation. Mm-hmm. So, oh, look at the numbers, 3.6% unemployment. Right. This, everyone must be thriving. Right. Everybody probably has three or four jobs. Exactly. Mm. And each one of those jobs are paying them less because they feel as if they've been empowered because of inflation and high gas prices. So you're uh-huh. getting screwed. God forbid you're a waiter or a waitress at Applebee's. You got your Etsy side hustle. And, uh, oh, my God, you found out you were pregnant 20 weeks later or, uh, you know, uh, 20 weeks in. Right. And you live in Florida. You can't do anything about it. And good luck. Yeah. Yep. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, speaking of states that are in turmoil right now, a state we love. This is what we're going to close out with today. A state we all love. It's a bellwether. It used to be anyway. Hmm. It used to be real nice and purple like a <laughs> fine mushroom. <laughs> it's since been become it's since become blood red Ohio. Oh. JD Vance, a man that Donald Trump loathes. <laughs> has gained Donald Trump's endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Trump has held his weird nose and he has said, fine, I'm going to support J.D. Vance, which is a reminder of just how unlikable the man Josh Mandel is. Yes. Wow. Josh Mandel, you may remember a few months ago, we introduced Ben to Josh Mandel's Twitter. Crazy. Single dumbest thing I've ever read <laughs> in my life. And your brain broke in real time on this show. <laughs> and uh, since then, absolutely. You know, we talked about Dr. Oz getting Trump's yeah. uh, endorsement. And a lot of people, you know, the Bannons of the world are livid. They don't know what Trump's doing. <laughs> this was a big one. Republicans, not just in Ohio, but all around the country are begging Trump to reconsider this endorsement of J.D. Vance, but it does kind of check out. J.D. Vance had once kind of spoken out against Trump. He was almost a never-Trumper back in 2016. He's the author of Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, you know, he's propped hmm. up by a lot of, uh, like, Peter Thiel from uh, PayPal. Oh, okay. About a, a bunch Almost of got money. a lot of money behind him. A lot of money behind him in, in super PACs and, and stuff like that, but okay. that's the fascinating thing. J.D. Vance, although he's got Ohio roots, has not been in Ohio since he left Ohio to go write these books and become a successful, quote unquote, successful author. Okay. So that's what's so fascinating. It's Trump coming in and picking a guy who 
is an outsider in the same way Trump is. J.D. Vance has never run for office before. I mean, at least Josh Mandel had once been state treasurer, even though he was kind of a wacky one. Um, so this endorsement makes no sense. But again, you got a lot of these swing state Senate seats who are going down to Florida to kiss the ring. And now Florida is weighing in on all these crucial Midwest Races. So what do you think this means then? I mean, is J.D. Vance a shoe in in Ohio then? or I don't think so at all. Similar to John Fetterman running on the Democrat yeah. side. By the way, we've reached out to Fetterman's people and we want him on the show. We mm-hmm. want you on I'm the gonna, show, Fetterman. Come on, Fetterman. We love you. We love you. Mm-hmm. We won't. We won't be talking to no Connor Lamb on this show. No, we won't. <laughs> we'll take the lion that is Fetterman over the <laughs> lamb that is Connor Lamb. Eh, nothing personal. But also... In Ohio, we have Tim Ryan, who is a Youngstown Blue Dog Union Democrat. And you do wonder, at least in polling, he was going to do very well against Josh Mandel. Now, I do want to add, Josh Mandel is still technically in first place in the latest independent poll. He is. And J.D. Vance is kind of inching up. I believe he's either Mm. in second or close third at this point. So even with this endorsement, now we'll see what happens here in the last few weeks. Ohio's primary is on May 3rd. Okay. It is no guarantee that J.D. Vance will get the primary win. He could still potentially lose to Josh Mandel, or he could lose to a businessman named Michael Gibbons. And then to go on to the general election, does someone like a J.D. Vance or even a Josh Mandel do well against someone who could be seen as a uniter, Mm -hmm. a pro-union blue dog Democrat like Tim Ryan? Someone who can get the suburbs. We actually have Donald Trump with us. This is him... This is this is a quote from Donald Trump, and let's hear it. Um, so, uh, Mr. Trump, I, I know you endorsed J.D. Vance, even though he did criticize you a bunch. But I guess that almost shows growth on your part. Uh, why J.D.? With J.D. Vance, Ohio gets both brains and brawn. Ohio's <laughs> been good to me. I won it twice really big. And I have likewise been really great, big. all caps, for Ohio. Let's keep it going. Also, Josh Mandel is, has some weird sexual kinks that I'm not okay with. Sorry, Josh. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, yes, indeed. So Trump, he's going in there. And uh, he is supporting J.D. Vance. One of the things that J.D. Vance said was that uh, he did not support Trump in 2016, saying that he referred to all of his supporters as, quote, racist. But but he will take (laughs) the endorsement of the orange uh, monster. But nonetheless, Donald, the Donald, he says he's been uh, following this race pretty close. Is that true there, uh, D.T.? Absolutely, Ben, you Deep state fake news hack. <laughs> like what? some others, what? J.D. Vance may have said some not so great things about me in the past, but now he gets it. He needs me. And I have seen that in spades. He is our best chance for victory in what could be a very tough race. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, he needs him. He needs everyone and- needs Trump's endorsement. It's so bizarre. Mm. I've never seen a Republican Party been so collective in his thinking they need him and speaking of needing josh mandel he's got to be sad now and so i think he might need some support now travis i know you've been working a lot with um with ohio and ohio politics and i don't know how should people reach out to josh mandel and and you know tell him that they love him 
Yeah, look, it's going to be a tough weekend for Josh. This wasn't easy news to get, no, I'm sure. I'm sure not. He's been begging for Everyone Trump's wants Trump to love them. Everyone. Yes. Josh Everyone Mandel wants- went so far as to sneak into weddings that were taking place at Mar-a-Lago just so he could try to get close to Trump. <laughs> so but lame. Trump kept ignoring him because Trump is obsessed with Josh Mandel's weird, kinky sex life. Apparently, Josh Mandel has a kinky little... Uh... Kinky enough for Trump to talk about it nonstop <laughs> and then know. not endorse him. <laughs> but that could also mean that like he doesn't have sex with a bunch of uh, you know a, a large fake breasted former porn stars, <laughs> exactly. which again is totally fine. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what Trump's idea of kinky sex <laughs> right, is. Right, and that's why he makes the girls orgasm. It's disgusting. <laughs> Gross. Gross. I can't believe he does that. Yuck. So that's why we here at Top Hat want to help Josh Mandel out on this high holy weekend. I want everyone who can hear the sound of my voice to reach out to our friend Josh Mandel at the number 216-647-7575. That number again is his real cell phone number, verified. We do not release this information flippantly, ladies and gentlemen, but we want you to text Josh at 216-647-7575 and tell him you're sorry that he didn't get Trump's endorsement. Isn't it horrible? <laughs> Isn't it horrible? <laughs> so oh, sad. So all sad. right. And then, of course, also just lastly, sticking in Ohio, DeSwine, Mike DeWine. Of course, that's the governor. Travis, I know you wanted to mention a little bit about your not. I was. Is it technically a super PAC? It's a PAC. It's a political action. <laughs> it's committee. a political action committee against DeWine. And uh, maybe just speak a little bit about why Mike DeWine is so corrupt. Obviously, you've been doing a great job hitting the gas hike uh, taxes. Uh, One of the areas that could be really nice Mm -hmm. is if the governor would just give us a small break at the pump. Yes. Well, what's another reason or a series of reasons why DeWine needs to go? Well, you know, we've. We talk about a lot of stuff on this show, but Mm -hmm. one of the simple things we can all do is hold powerful people accountable. That's why we release cell phone numbers of powerful Republicans. And that's why I started this political action committee. Uh, We talked with Katie Shanahan about how bad Ohio is right now when it comes to redistricting. Uh, By the way, the redistricting crisis in Ohio continues. Mm -hmm. The most recent Republican maps were found unconstitutional for a fourth time. So the process How many times does it have to be found unconstitutional? Well, four at this point. Okay. (laughs) We'll, We'll see if fifth time's a charm, but Mike DeWine, our governor, is uh, on that commission, and he continues to just be a feckless sham of a leader. He'll say things like uh, that he's about to lead, and then he doesn't. So uh, that's why I started this political action committee. We are trying to make sure Mike DeWine loses his primary, and if he wins his primary, then we'll try to make sure he loses in the general election. So this is an ad that we released. This is our first ad. All right. It's called Meet Mike DeSwine. The visual, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check it out at headpack.org, our organization is called Homebound Entrepreneurs Against DeWines. Rolls off the tongue. H-E-A-D, headpack is a little easier to say. Mm -hmm. So if you go to headpack, H-E-A-D-P-A-C.org, you can see our commercial. This is called Meet Mike DeSwine. And though you're all going to hear it right now, this is one of the best Mike DeWine impressions in Ohio. Shout out to Morgan Hughes, okay. my buddy of Save the Crew, best Mike DeWine impression in the state. We put a little pig snout on him. So this video is he called- He looks like a pig. He looks like a little piggy. <laughs> and this video is called Meet Mike DeSwine. Oh. Hey, everybody. It's, it's me, Mike DeSwine. Oink, <laughs> oink. 
everyone's <laughs> favorite oink, governor behind. And if you plan on voting in the Republican primary this year, I'm, I'm asking you to please not vote. That's there right, forget about the gas tax I pass and all that fun mandates, plus the big bribery scandal that everyone's talking about. Just forget about how I'm a feckless sham of a leader, and please, <laughs> don't vote. It's time to end the Dewinesty and vote no on Mike DeSwine, paid for by Homebound Entrepreneurs Against Dewines. And the end voice there, shout out to our liberal redneck friends, uh, Corey Ryan Forrester, Yay. did the perfect narration to end that ad. So we're Absolutely. trying to get this ad on the air. If anyone out there wants to make a donation, you go to headpack.org. We're trying to get it on radio, on TV, to just sow more discord against Mike DeWine before the primary on May 3rd. All right. Well, good job, buddy. You're staying motivated. And I got to say, sometimes I walk down and I see uh, Travis there and he's listening to town halls and things like that. Hey. Yeah. So there you go. You got to stay involved. You got to hold the powerful people accountable and stay tuned for another ad that may or may not feature a certain favorite host of this podcast. Whoa, Fernando. It's going to be Fernando. <laughs> it's not me. It's Ben. <laughs> All right. Okay, everyone, thank you for listening. Hang in there. Keep on fighting the good fight. And uh, yeah, we'll keep on doing the best we can. All right. Hail yourselves, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Record high gas prices, inflation, an economy still recovering from lockdowns. And what does Mike DeWine want to do? He wants to keep your gas taxes high, even saying that rolling them back in a time of crisis would be a mistake. The real mistake? Letting Mike DeWine have a second term. Because let's face it, when Mike DeWine wins, Ohio loses. It's time to end the DeWineesty and vote no on Tax Hike Mike. Paid for by Homebound Entrepreneurs Against DeWines. Do any gas pumps work in Ohio? This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.